Hello and welcome to Stories from House Arrest. My name is Jordan. As always, so good to be here and I'm so sorry to everyone listening for taking so bloody long to get this latest episode out. It's been a pretty crazy time here in Queensland um, with everything from the floods to uh, you know getting ready for Torchfest, which is literally Torchfest Sydney is... Only days away, and I'm so excited to to be playing Sydney again. In over two years, it's been uh, since I last played Sydney. So, uh, as you can imagine, I am absolutely keen to to get across the border and and play again. Um, but you know, it's been pretty wild for us here in Queensland. We had the floods. Um, we somehow managed to get a gig away a few days after a venue was flooded and big shout out to It's Still a Secret who, um, you know, made it happen. They pulled out every stop they could to get the venue ready for our show on Saturday. Um, that was my show with Tori Forsyth a few weeks ago. Um, and really just from there, it's just felt like a bit of a blur, a bit of a whirlwind, but look, we're here now. Um, you know, the country is still going through some crazy times and, um, you know, I'm really wanting to do, you know, some more in the way of fundraising um, once Torchfest has passed and, yeah, I'm really keen to, to look at ways, um, you know, to, to fundraise. I know there's a lot of fundraising gigs, but I, I really am keen to, to look at some of the, you know, some of the animal sanctuaries that have been affected. You know, I, I think... Um, the work they do is incredible and I'm sure they need a lot of support right now. Um, but I've got some stuff in the works which I'm really keen to share more info on, um, you know, in the coming weeks. Um, that's definitely a watch this space sort of thing. But look, let's go back to the podcast because obviously we're here, we're back again with a great guest and one of my absolute favourite musicians in Brisbane in Hello Jane. Now, if you've never heard Hello Jane before, you're absolutely missing out because her music is so amazing. It's so relaxing. I honestly listen to her music and I just feel nothing but wholesome contentness. I don't know if there's any better way to describe it. And if you listen to her music, I, I think you'll honestly agree. Um, but Maddie, who is Hello Jane, is just such a genuine, awesome person to chat to. And we had a really great chat a few weeks ago. Uh, literally just before the floods and everything hit, so uh, good timing there. Um, but look, you know, we, we go through everything from her journey into songwriting, and it's very, actually, it's probably the most unique journey in, of any guest so far. You know, she started songwriting, well, not songwriting, releasing songs during COVID, which, you know, who does that? Who decides, hey, this is a great time to be a, a musician <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, when you hear a story, it all makes sense and it all clicks. And what we've got is an incredible songwriter who Brisbane are very lucky to have. So look, I could keep going on for days about how big a fan I am. So let's let's get over that and uh, let's get straight to the interview with Maddie. Hello, Jane. So let's let's start with the really the the big elephant in the room question how how well actually I don't see an elephant anywhere <laughs> it's in the other room okay, okay. <laughs> elephant in the other room question okay um but no it was actually I was gonna ask like how the last few years were with the pandemic and everything but as yeah. we we're talking about off off record yeah that's when Hello Jane was really born as yeah. a recording artist it was so yeah. so how did that all come together how did you become a recording artist during a pandemic. I, it took a really long time for me to get enough courage to release my music. 
Um, so that's pretty much why it was kind of... Um, and I guess at that time, when I was planning to release it, I didn't really know what the pandemic was going to be. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. Um, but what happened was I, I just finished my degree which was a Bachelor of Music specialising in songwriting. Mm. And then I um, had recorded this project, which I thought, oh, this is my final project to record an EP. No, it was an album, actually. And I was like, I'm going to use some of these songs to release as an artist. And then I just didn't for like six months. And I was like, no, I can't do it. And then I just built up the courage and I did it. And that was my first single, Everything's All Right. That was released in 2020. So, mm. yeah, it was just kind of a brave moment of mine to go, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to give it a go. I love that. I love that you were, you were nervous about it. You're like, okay, I'm just going to give it a go. And then you release a bloody cracker, like Everything's All Right, which is just such a fantastic song. Yeah, thank you. And I can't believe that was the first song you released. And it, like as I was saying before, I was like, I feel like you've been in the scene for ages. And I was... Going back through your catalogue, it's like, wait, 2020? Yeah. <laughs> Surely there's more. <laughs> nah, it's 2020. Yeah, oh. only two years. Yeah, that's why. Two years in March. Yeah, I really... Um, it's funny, releasing Everything's Alright too. that wasn't even... I was so mad about that song when it first happened. I was like, I don't even think it's a good song. Like, I don't think any... Like, I'm not sure people will like it. But my sister, who is pretty much like the person I will send songs to and be like is this any good she goes no like this is my favorite song like you have to release it and I also thought it was a really lovely introduction because it's got a really sweet sentiment mm. so yeah that was the first one that I did mm. and it went off great and then I've never stopped yeah <laughs> two years in yeah two years in <laughs> yeah no that song was fantastic and um obviously i well, i first heard it when you were, you entered the listen up music competition yeah. yeah which um which was awesome i was like Phew, those vocal harmonies oh yeah they that really a, they were just sensational that was a such a special performance too when we when i got into the um semi-finals for that and we had to have the performance oh my gosh, this is really exciting. It was the first kind of, I think it was the first kind of recognition of my songwriting. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then we had the performance and that was so fun. And then we got to the finals and I was like, holy dooly, like this mm. is so cool. Um, yeah, that was such a wonderful experience. Yeah. yeah. And that was the finals that didn't end up going ahead, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah, that was... Yeah. It, I mean, it's okay. I mean, for obvious reasons, it was out of everyone's control. But yeah. there were some great songs that year. Yeah. Um, incredible songs. Yeah. And yours fit right in. So, you yeah. know, it was great. What, what made you want to enter the, the songwriting competition? I hadn't entered anything before. Um, I really liked... I think the, the word was connection. Um... I don't know, I really liked the essence of it. I hadn't really heard of Listen Up before. Um, and so I was really intrigued by it. And I'd heard really good things from a friend, um, Jess Irvine. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it would be a really cool thing to be a part of. And it was. It was such a special night. Mm -hmm. And hearing everyone talk about their um, their concepts to the word connection. And mm -hmm. I don't know, it was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny, because eh? when I first got involved with Listen Up Music... 
I was exactly the same because I, I was asked by Ali to be a guest judge for the Brisbane one years ago. And I, like, straight up, I hate songwriting competitions. I always think, like, <laughs> popularity, a battle of the bands, it don't is, like hey. it. It's like, I, <laughs> Who I think, do you know that's in the top? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, how many mates did they bring? They're the winner, you yeah. know? Oh, God, I hate those sort of competitions. So <laughs> I was, when I got a message to be a judge on was no and then i was reading about listen up music i was like they sound okay i'll just go and see what and i may as well what have i got to lose yeah um and obviously years later i'm on the board of directors and love the charity so So good but yeah they yeah it's a it's a very special charity and i think those events um like just giving people a chance to talk about the really emotional part of the song not just the lyrics yeah it's just it's, I've never seen anything like it, and that's what I, I love about those events. Um, yeah. And even though they're a competition, it's like it's like every just getting up there and sharing it's like a prize in itself for the, yeah. the listeners and the the artists. So yeah. it's it's great, honestly. Um, it really was. I think it was the first time I had kind of seen or been part of a community of music before too, because mm. I had just gone from my degree which I knew musicians and stuff but there wasn't really any people really recording and releasing music in that yeah. world doing it yeah totally how I wanted to yeah um so that was like my first kind of induction with it and which is a pretty special mm. induction into that world because it was so wholesome yeah, yeah yeah no it definitely was that was such a great it was such a great year too because like we somehow got the semi-finals off despite the COVID stuff as well, which was yeah. just wild. Yeah. I think everyone had to still wear masks that day. I can't even remember. I don't think so. Really? Uh, maybe it was one, yeah, maybe it was one it of those pockets. Masks. Yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> because I think there's a photo where no one's wearing a mask. I don't recall oh, yeah. the mask situation. Maybe there was, who knows? Yeah. It's all <laughs> We were work. safe, don't, don't worry. Know. Yeah, we were safe. <laughs> <laughs> don't fight us. <laughs> <laughs> Delete that part out. <laughs> nah. What are they going to do about it? <sighs> oh, So I, I find it really interesting that you studied songwriting, but that was obviously your first release. So how long have you been writing music? Um, I've been writing, seriously writing, I think probably only four or five years because halfway, so when I was through my, going through my degree, I dabbled in songwriting, but not in any sort of real conscious, Mm. conscious set, conscious set, oh my gosh. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, so I, I dabbled in songwriting, but it wasn't uh, something I'd really thought about. But then one of my teachers said to me, hey, you should you should do our songwriting stream because I was in the performance. Really, I just wanted to be a teacher. I was like, mm. I can be a music teacher. I really like music. I like singing. This could be great. And then he was like, you should try the songwriting. And I was like, oh, I'm not a songwriter. And he's like, nah, like I've heard some of your stuff. I think you're really good. Mm. And so then I was like, oh, Maybe I should do it because there was this one subject called rhythm and improv that was really hard and everyone told me it was hard. And I was like, oh, I don't have to do that subject if I change. So, <laughs> so I changed. <laughs> and then I started writing songs and like in the classes, the people, like people really liked them. The teachers really liked the songs. And I was like, oh, maybe this is something I'm okay at and that I could really develop. And then it just really went from there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? Like... I- you think like I reckon like I love your songs I think you're super talented and it's just so funny that like 
you go all these years and someone's like, you should just really give this a crack. It's like, well, it's either that or do this hard class. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I know. It's kind of all these kind of things that have led me into this world of music and being a recording artist have almost felt like they have just fallen upon me. Mm. I think for a really long time, I didn't have like the courage to do it or think that I was any good at it or think that like, who am I to ask people to listen to my music Mm. that I release and invest a whole lot of money into it and all that sort of stuff. So I think all those things were just life, just quietly going, Hey, you should do this. And even when I decided to study, I just woke up one day and I was like, I think maybe I should study music. And then I went to the open day and then it just, Mm. it just slowly like unfolded itself, which is really cool. Yeah, no, it is. It's very cool. And now as of uh, this week, you're on full rotation on ABC Country. Yeah, so, so awesome. Yeah, Yeah. that is, that is amazing. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny, like as we were saying off air, um, like it's just amazing how you take a song like that and it appeals to someone like a, a country market like ABC Country yet it's got it's not just that one genre it's got so much appeal to it yeah what um like w- when you go to write lyrics where like are you writing about like your own life are you writing about like fiction what what sort of inspires your, your lyrics I'm a very personal songwriter I have tried to a few times write other people's stories and for some reason it just falls short like I just can't articulate or or express it and it doesn't really have a very strong essence I guess in Mm. each song um most all all of my songs are very personal and they start from like a really a place that is an experience that I've had or a memory or a feeling or whatever that is um I have quite um literal lyrical sense I think like a lot of my lyrics aren't riddled with metaphors or they're not very complex they're quite simple um which I'm really passionate about too like I really love being able to say something simply but also not too predictably Mm. there's kind of a fine line um but a song like my newest single Never Alone the lyric is just describing my sister's house where she was staying at because that's who the song was about Mm. it's like i see your front door i know that right down the hall there's a table that holds all that's waiting back home and that's literally what it was so some songs just write themselves i'm sure you know as a songwriter but Mm. yeah very much personal things that i can see and feel and Mm. i guess portray easier to people listening yeah i think there's something so special when you can do that though and you take something as simple as you're looking at a front door there goes straight down there's a table there's some stuff on the table yeah like i i just described it that doesn't sound very yeah. good but to turn it into like something so visual and that's so poetic and you in sort of like especially when you add the melody which is a soundtrack to what you're telling yeah oh, it's just so special and it really creates it creates its own world you know yeah and obviously the and as well like you know that's so personal to you but then someone like you know myself or anyone will listen to it and that yeah. that'll be their world all of a sudden and they're yeah. thinking about their own life and it's the sign of a good song and good songwriting so it's... yeah i learned when i was um studying that um i think it was paul we were studying paul kelly and his songwriting mm. he's insane 
He's so good. Yeah, ridiculous. But they were talking about how beautifully he um, shows people with his lyrics instead of like telling them. And there's such a difference between like describing your place and mm. inviting the listener into this world instead of saying, I don't know, there's a glass of water and I drink it. And yeah. <laughs> which isn't that bad, but <laughs> I don't know. There's just, uh, yeah, I think there's a difference between trying to do that. And yeah. it seems to have worked, which is great. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have got a, a very good, I think a very good balance of the poetry and the, oh, good. And the, and the <laughs> Thanks. story, so Thanks. I'm a fan. Thanks. <laughs> so I also wanted to talk about the song you did with Maisie. Yes, absolutely. Maisie Taylor, she's so wonderful. I love Maisie Taylor. And that song that you guys did together, it was easily in like one of my top songs for 2020. Yeah. I still love it. Every time I listen to it, I put it on before, I was like, oh. <laughs> so I feel so happy. It's just such a happy it's song. More, I don't know. Are you talking about home? Hey. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Have you guys done more than one together? We have another one that was called that was released. When did we release? I think in Feb we did a really soft release. Oh. Um, it's called How to Be Alone. And I need to check it out. I yeah, didn't hear that one. Have a listen to it. But yeah, there's something so special about home. Even when I listen to it, it's just ridiculous. It's so imperfectly recorded that it's perfect like it it's is perfect. so weird it is absolutely perfect yeah i'm so glad that that's the take did you like you live tracked it or yeah pretty much i think we tracked the guitar separately but we we tried to sing our vocal parts separately mm. but we just it lost kind of any sense of essence of the song so then we tracked it together but we had kind of two different microphones so there's like yeah. a bit of a contrast between our vocals but it was i don't know it just is so perfect and such a mm. it just is exactly what it was meant to be i think yeah absolutely yeah. it's and like you can definitely feel that those vocals were done together i don't know i'm glad yeah. they were because that's yeah. how exactly it felt to me <laughs> yeah they and were it just it just felt so real and organic and fun and yeah it was great it just was full of personality yet full of wholesomeness yeah you know? yeah the producer john larson he he did such a beautiful job like he played i think there's piano in it i haven't heard it for a little while piano and he played i think there's a little bit of electric guitar hmm. um and he played the other acoustic guitar too so yeah he did yeah. a wonderful job but that song was so interesting when we wrote it because we were sitting at my um kitchen table and Maisie and i were kind of just newly friends so like mm. we weren't like super familiar with each other but we had started hanging out and it was just one of those friendships that were just so it was so easy mm. it was awesome and i was like oh we should write a song she was literally just about to walk out the door she's like oh okay like let's try <laughs> <laughs> and that's usually how it goes I'm like we should write a song she's like okay let's do it and i had like a big piece of like butcher's paper and we just started to write i think she had one lyric we just started to write it and then it was written in like 20 minutes I was wow. like, this is a really sweet song and then yeah we played it on our little tour that we had and then we're like we should record it and yeah it's just out in the world yeah it's so good and even here when i heard it live for the first time at torch fest yeah i was just like oh, this is just the best <laughs> yeah. honestly you guys need to do as many songs together as you can it's just something about the way your voices go together as well it's just it's stupid good yeah. honestly there's some moments as well where sometimes our voices blend and i'm like i can't tell who's i have to really think about whose voice is where yeah where like who's singing the melody who's singing the harmony yeah so yeah it's we love singing together we yeah. still will release stuff it's under folkstone avenue 
now like that's our little duo oh, name okay. that's probably why you that's why seen i haven't it. seen yeah. it i'll have to check it out yeah yeah um yeah we've actually i think we have two other songs that have been half recorded so we'll finish them and then release yeah. them such a cool project oh, i really love great. it yeah yeah i know me too i'm such a big fan of it honestly i'm so glad well i'm so glad i've got more music to listen to after yeah. this podcast let's wrap it up now okay <laughs> no. yeah we'll see you later <laughs> so good to have you back <laughs> <laughs> oh, so when you're riding with Maisie or anybody, like how does yeah. it compare to when you go to ride on your own? Like, do you, do you find is it like similar for you, or does it feel quite different? Or? It feels different because when I'm riding um, by myself, it's quite a cathartic moment. I think it's like mm. I'm sitting down with the guitar and I'm being a bit reflective and just not really think about anything until something kind of might pop up. Yeah. Um, but if I'm riding with anyone or with Maisie, then we're thinking about what we want to write about. Like, do we have any ideas? It's more mm-hmm. of a structured process. Mm. Um, there have been a few times where I've just been strumming a chord or a melody and then we'll try to write something from that. But it just seems it's a bit more fun riding with someone else because you have that that bounce off of ideas and it's more exciting and you can feel when it's really moving or mm. when you're onto something good um, but I think they both have their place in mm. a songwriter's caliber because they have they feel so different and mm. even when I perform them the songs like they're not as deeply personal and yeah. they're still so wonderful and I love seeing them and the stories are still very much part of me but they're not my heartbreak or, mm. so they they play a different role yeah yeah, yeah. have you done a lot of co-writing no, no no it's something i like i've tried to do and i just suck at it really yeah i don't know why i just it's i think i just get to i don't feel you know when i have to when i write i, I generally get in my zone and i feel like i'm in my zone yeah. it's just hard to sometimes just flip the switch and get into writing mode yeah um, and then when you're running with other people, I don't know, I get a bit nervous. I'm like, oh. It's so nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah. It is so nerve-wracking. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, they're going to think that I'm really crap. Like, yeah, or you do something, you think, I, I like that, and then they don't like it. Like, ah. Yeah. Right <laughs> under it, my hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good for um, kind of what I think is like my songwriter entitlement, where if I'm convinced an idea is really good and that's like the perfect line, but say someone else who I'm writing with goes mm, I'm not really sold on that like it mm. doesn't make sense you have to have the ability to let go of it and go okay like yeah. alright this is a joint thing and then it's another thing you might say you think it's really stupid but they go that's brilliant Yeah. and then at the end when you finish the song or kind of you've gotten past it you're like that is actually really good Yeah. so like that's what's really cool about it but it's so nerve wracking Yeah. particularly if you 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 don't know the other writer super well. Yeah. Um, but I think there is also something about like a chemistry with mm. people songwriting. Yeah, definitely. I've written with a few people, and sometimes it's awesome, and sometimes it's just like clunky. Yeah, mm. yeah. Maybe. As, it's definitely something I wanna I wanna try again. 
one day. <laughs> I just yeah. Your just, face says otherwise. But yeah. No, 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 legit. Oh, cause I was just thinking of like, oh my god, I'm so awkward when I'm in those. So I was like, oh, but um, because I love writing and it's it's funny because I don't even it's even weirder because I don't really write super personal. Like I, I I'm very much like I like to tell a story that's true but in a different frame of mind. Sort of yeah. like so so it's fictional but it's all related to emotion and, yeah and all i don't know yeah, yeah it's yeah. all just I, no, I don't even know what it is yeah. it's just yeah but um yeah so sometimes when i go to write it like, you'd think that's the perfect recipe to write with other people when you're not yeah. really too attached to it but i don't know i'll definitely try one day i'm gonna do it and i'll be like man there we go it's done and i'd be like oh, i hate this song <laughs> i think um i've written a lot of crap songs in co-writes mm. like that's just like i've written a lot of crap songs myself yeah. so like it, you get that but um, sometimes maybe writing with like three people, mm. it might be better. It's a little less like there's only two people mm. um, trying to f- create something where if you write sometimes with three people, I haven't done it too much, but two people might be on a roll and you might just be like kind of yeah inserting ideas. So there's not as much pressure. Yeah. Maybe that I'll try that then. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you, me, Maisie should yeah, write. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. <laughs> the, yep. You'll have to battle us though. We're pretty <laughs> Oh yeah, that'd be perfect. I'll yeah. just sit back in your, and I'll just be like, throw in an idea. Like, oh great, it's like yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yes, I love what, co-writing. Thirty-three point three three percent each. Yeah, perfect. great, done. Lock it in. Yeah. All right, Maisie. I hope you're listening. <laughs> next Tuesday. <laughs> next year, next Tuesday in the home studio. Yeah. <laughs> be here with your guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. It's so, locked in now. Like, yeah. It's once happening. it's in podcast form, you literally can't backtrack. Yeah. So. It's happening. <laughs> So, what are your um? Do you have many release plans this year that you can shed a little bit of light on? I don't really have anything I can <laughs> shed light on. Um, I have a project in the works which will include recording more songs. Um, in the middle of the year, uh, so that is going to be really, really exciting. I don't want to spoil too much because there's kind of a whole world that goes with that. Um. But I'm also planning, I have uh, this tour coming up and I'm planning to record some of the songs live and then maybe do a little live EP. Yeah, awesome. Depending on how good it yeah. sounds. Um, so that'll be really cool. Yeah. But I have, I have a very full year. Um, and kind of my motto is slow and steady wins the race mm. for me and my music world. Um because sometimes it can feel really rushed and you're like, if I don't do something that I'm going to be forgotten or, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do things and do them well and mm. purposeful. It's funny that you say that slow and steady wins the race that you've put out four songs on your own <laughs> and what? Two songs with Maisie? <laughs> yeah, that is slow and steady. Six songs in uh, less than, what, two, four years? Yeah, I hear ya. <laughs> That's not that many. <laughs> well, oh, look, I mean, if you do that, if you do three songs a year for the rest of your life, you'll be incredibly prolific. That's, <laughs> so, that's true. <laughs> you're on a roll. That is actually quite true. I keep thinking I'm, like, moving so slowly. But I think I had dropped, like, four, three songs in the first year. So there was three songs in the first year and then two songs last year. So yeah. I went really hard in the first year and then I realised slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there'll be lots more music. Yeah, I'm really enjoying kind of 
learning what my sound is like and what my I guess brand is going mm. to be and all that sort of stuff so I'm yeah. really trying to soak all that in and mm. save all my pennies so I can bleed them in the music industry <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting when you talk about you know finding your sound because it's one thing to just write a song and have your live sound live sound is easy in a lot of ways yeah but then when you take it to the studio it's just a completely different ball game yeah how like how have you i I suppose from that first single to you know what you've got planned this year yeah where like what have you discovered about yourself in the in terms of studio sound that you sort of didn't know at the start or didn't expect to know maybe i have discovered the just like the depth of choice that you have as an artist not necessarily i'm not sure if i've gained more clarity about what i want to sound like um i guess from the beginning i've always loved kind of this live band sound that's full and organic and quite easy to replicate when Mm. you're playing live Um, because that's the kind of music that i love listening to so i guess i'm trying to replicate that Mm. um I'm learning, I guess, what um, what works in different areas. I mean, there's you know, there's one thing that you need to create music that you you want to share, but you know, there's some songs that suit more radio. And what what kind of song is that? And mm. without without compromising the actual art of songwriting yeah. and stuff, um, I'm also learning that some things are really beautiful as a solo piece like just guitar and vocals Mm. and learning about what audiences really like about my music yeah um has been really interesting there's so much to learn it's Mm. just like an endless pit of learning and discovering what makes me really excited but also what people really love to hear and yeah even this new release never alone like i'm so it's so cool how much people have resonated with it mm. and how well it is doing in the society of music and country music. Yeah. So it's it always shocks me sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Well, it is a beautiful song. And I think thematically, like, it's very, very relatable, you know? I yeah. think a lot of people are going to hear it and, you know, resonate with it. And it makes you feel warm and cozy, you know? Yeah. That's like your that's your genre is warm and cozy. It's there's no like it's not country or folk. It's <laughs> yeah. just warm and cozy. Yeah, I legit. do really. Thank you. That's really sweet. <laughs> I do think that um, I, I have found a lot of people when they're talking about my music to mm. me, they do say it's quite like there is so much warmth to it and sweet is a lot of um is a word people use a lot which shocks me because i'm like i'm not sweet like <laughs> <laughs> you're just putting your sweet parts into song yeah. and now you're like, yeah, now you're you're back like oh to you're normal. such an angel on stage and i'm like oh that's not really me in real life <laughs> i mean i'm not an arsehole but <laughs> you know <laughs> i have my direct times uh, yeah. um but yeah it's just so interesting because you have your perception of who you are as uh artist and what you sound like but then you realize that how people receive you is can be quite different to how you perceive your yeah your own um, artistry, but it's all good things anyway. Like yeah. No one's saying I'm a prick, so <laughs> all is well. That's for the release later this year. Yeah, I am a prick. Is <laughs> yeah, the, the, the track. Yeah, called. yeah. The album cover will just be you with the finger yeah. at the camera. Yeah. That'd be great you when you go through your your punk phase. Yeah. 
yeah. Oh, it is really funny, hey, like with like with the songs you write, you do you have the perception like the artist that you project. It's like for me, like because I write a lot of like darker songs, so I always like I've got like a moody, serious look as an artist. But then like I'm just the opposite in person. Like yeah. I'm not. I'm just. I don't. I'm not like I'm a very happy person generally speaking. But my songs are the opposite. Yeah. It's so funny. I would never forget. I played this great gig. Uh, did you ever play at the shared space in Yandina? Or is no. that? Yeah, they closed. No. I can't, Two years, not, remember? Two yeah, years. Yeah, <laughs> because I did close down at some point in the last few years. I can't remember when though. But um, it was such a cool venue, and the the owner was this really cool Jamaican dude, and he says to me like. When I when I saw your picture, I was like, "Oh, this is a serious man." Oh, who's this guy playing in the venue? He's so serious. And then I meet you, and you're just so lovely. Yeah. What's up with the seriousness? I was like, "Oh man, I just write serious songs." It's artistic. <laughs> yeah, it's artistic seriousness. <laughs> I take music very seriously. Life, not so much. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny, isn't it? Like, and then like, that's the thing as well with when you're doing like your press photos, you got to do all the business side of music. It's like, yeah. It's like, what do I do? What sort of photo I do? I do. I have yeah. to look serious. If I'm smiling, I look like an idiot. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, serious face. That's my one it's face. It's <laughs> like serious but soft. I don't know. Yeah, that whole yeah. that whole world is so interesting to me. Yeah. Too. Yeah, the business side of music is the weird part of music. Songwriting is easy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I'd say easy, but... <laughs> well, easy <laughs> but in yeah, comparison. easier than trying to riddle through the music business world. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you a question as well. So we played the Bob Dylan night. The I Shall Be released yes. in December, which was such a great night. That was so, so awesome. Yeah. Anytime you get the chance to listen to Dylan, it's like it's a good time. But to listen to so many artists cover Dylan in so many different ways, oof. Yeah. Yeah, it was such a special night. But so I wa- good. I want to ask you, do you have a favourite Dylan album? I have a confession, right? Uh-oh. Is, I... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't kick me out. But I have never, like, deeply gotten into Bob Dylan. And since that night, I keep reminding myself, Maddie, go back and listen to all of the stuff. But I just haven't. Like, I know all of his really well-known... And we studied him when I was at uni, and his songwriting is just insane. But I never... I, I'm i a terrible musician because I've never been an album person. Like, I've never listened through albums until quite recently so to answer your question i can't even tell you (laughs) to be honest which is so sad but um when when like being asked to perform this i was like oh this is really cool like i'm really excited and i was listening to a lot of his songs i don't remember the albums i'm terrible but i really discovered even more so how much of a legend he was Mm. like and how iconic that all was but what is yours? Well, I'm glad you asked. Yes. No, well, mine is um. It's hard. It's actually a really hard question to answer. What's yours right now? Right now, oh, right now is um is Tom out of mind, which and was why. Uh, well, it's brilliant. So it's <laughs> Dylan in his fifties writing, like songs of like probably some of the most honest lyrics he'd ever written yeah. were on that album. Yeah. And um, I, actually, one of the songs I covered from on that that night was off that album. Yeah, and that was a great performance. Too. Oh, thank you. That was really great. Yeah. Yeah, I hate covering Dylan because I get so nervous. Like I can't screw up a Bob Dylan song. 
I did like, screw up a Bob Dylan song. <laughs> I don't even. I can't even remember. It was beautiful. I, I slipped a few was, lyrics, but I was like, that's oh, right. well. even Dylan would just probably make up lyrics half the time. He's get so away wordy. Yeah, he's a legend, but God, he's wordy. Well, you know what? I, I, the thing that makes me love Dylan as a songwriter so much is that it's like always, always hits a great. Everyone knows that, but yeah. he has such depth in his unknown works. Like he's. His albums that say weren't as successful, or like the B sides on an album, yeah, or songs that were never singles that not many people except diehard Dylan fans have really listened to, yeah, that are just so good. And you're like, if this was another artist releasing this as a single, that'd be called a songwriting genius. That this album, this song didn't even get any attention because yeah. it's like the lesser up song on a on his album. I'm like, how can he write what 30, 40 albums of such high quality? Yeah. And I'm like, that part is just mind-boggling to me. Even, like, you know, Rough and Rowdy Ways, his last album, yeah. was sensational. And some of the lyrics on that album, I'm just like... Yeah. An 80-year-old man yeah. is still writing such high-quality yeah. everything. Yeah. It's just, um, that's what makes him the best ever for me, is that it's the songs that no one knows that are so good. Yeah. That's there's a song I like covering of Dylan's because no one's ever heard it, so I can cover it freely without any pressure. Yeah. And it's it's a song called I Was Young When I Went Home. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful folk song. And no one I, I literally only only like diehard Dylan fans actually know it's Dylan. Yeah. And it's so funny. Like I, I just look at him and I think he writes the best unknown songs ever. It's yeah. just stupid. Yeah. But um, And they're unknown. But yeah. I think that's kind of that's just the world we live in, right? Where there's so many like awesome songwriters that you know only their like hits really. You might find them through their hits, yeah. but then if you delve deeper into like mm. anyone that's iconic, like Joni Mitchell, Billy Joel, them, them, yeah. like all these people, Jackson Brown, they have just an outrageously all of like so many of her songs are so well written mm. but there's only like some songs that really are well known to the, the yeah. wide audience but maybe that's kind of something really special about their hidden tracks right yeah definitely yeah i, I definitely think that's exactly it. like when you speak to a fan of another artist that especially like you know for instance like the Abbott brothers you know I yeah. love them so much. Yeah, I've loved there is them. a poster right here. I know. I, right sorry, here. yeah, so I'm pointing. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, like, I don't really know heaps of people who know them. Um, but it's like whenever you meet an, another fan and you start talking about the songs, you're like, oh, my God, do you like this song off this album? I'm like, oh, I didn't know anyone else liked that song. And yeah. it's such a thrill as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's the fun of being the listener, I guess. <laughs> I think so, too. I'm going to go listen to that album on the way home. Yeah. It's crazy I, that I have never. It's, it's. I. It almost feels like a bit fraudulent for me to admit mm. that, but it was only until I listened to um, the album. There was an album by Jackson Brown called "Late for the Sky," and um, he released it I think in nineteen seventy four. But I got really obsessed with that one album, and it was I think one of the first times I'd ever listened to an album, just as an mm. album. And I was like, this is so weird. Why don't I do this? Like, because <laughs> I had just grown up in a world that that wasn't really the yeah. case. Um, and so, yeah. And then I was like, I need to listen to more albums. I'm mm. such a pathetic <laughs> songwriter <laughs> listening to, oh, like, yeah. only, like, specific ones. Yeah. No, but I think it's a great, like, 
it's the way music should be experienced. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, because I definitely went through a phase where I wasn't listening to lots of albums, but it was probably when I started to buy more records and listen to music on rec- like on vinyl that I-, I started to really get back into album listening again. Yeah, it's just a different um, experience. Yeah, and it's it's just, it's so amazing, especially with the records, you know, you listen to the first half and you flip it. So it's almost like, you know, that's... But then, like, when you listen to, especially older records... It was very structured to be these songs will fit the first half and then this will go into the second half. Yeah. It was, it was like, there was so much you had to think about. Like, even back in those days, you know, records could only hold so many minutes. So, if you, you didn't want to go over because then you need to pay for an extra disc and that's going to cost too much. So, songwriters would have to be really careful with their structures and how they fit everything in. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, what an interesting time. Yeah. It's so different to. <laughs> To the Spotify era. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why like a lot of people don't get into albums and why I definitely fell out of listening to albums because you do have yeah. playlists or yeah. you hit shuffle or you just go through artist to artist songs that you yeah. wanted to listen to. It's, yeah. So even like back when we all had our little MP3s back in high school, yeah. we'd like download music off the internet. Yeah. <laughs> like even then, like it was... Yeah. You wouldn't download a whole album. Usually, no. usually you download like the, yeah. the singles or something. That you yeah, yeah, through Livewire or... Yeah, <laughs> not illegally. <laughs> not illegally, fully illegally. <laughs> We're really incriminating ourselves. This. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is why it's uh, stories from House Arrest. Yes, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're already arrested. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, no, that's, yeah. No. Funny time growing up in that era. Yeah, <laughs> it was so strange. Yeah, very. Yeah. Uh, well, look, it's before we incriminate ourselves any further, I just want to say it's been so great having you on because, yeah. as I've already said a billion times, I really love your music and I love your songwriting and your style. And I'm really excited to hear this stuff that you've done with Maisie that I haven't heard. Yes. That slipped under my radar. I'm yes, going to find it. Yes, so you. It. Yeah, you'll hear it soon, yeah. for sure. Literally today, I'm going to listen to oh, it. Like, yeah. <laughs> when you leave, I'll be like, okay. <laughs> no, I can hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll hear it from your cousin. Yeah. Oh, he wasn't, he wasn't joking. <laughs> yeah, oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. No, it's, it's great to chat. Great. Yeah, so I've got one last question and then oh, I'll let yes. you go. Yeah. So, what is one thing that you're grateful for? Out of everything? Out of everything. And you can only name one thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what a big question. I'm grateful for... Actually, right now in this moment, I'm grateful for how being in the music world and being a recording artist has how it's introduced me to like a whole new world of people that I wouldn't have known before and get to have conversations like this and talk to people on radio and just meet other people that are in the same world as me. Mm. So I'm really grateful to have those connections because we would have never met in another life or got to have this conversation before. So I think that's one of the most wonderful things about a pretty lonely industry sometimes it feels it the community mm. is really lovely if you choose to be a part of it yeah yeah oh that's great what yeah. a great way to end it <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on my pleasure thanks for having me
Shouldn't make myself chuckle before I have to sing. Okay. <laughs> Am I good to go, whatever? You are cool. good to go. You say I stole your heart. What if I wasn't meant to play this part And now something's tied up deep inside us If it's one thought that you can't bear Then we can never say we're sure Well, let's just line up and spend some time Cause this is for the longest ride For tonight Everything's alright Leave your worries and mine behind Everything will be So here's to the ones by our sides well, Who says it's worth a heart that's bruised If you and I could be played for a fool and all this wonder is going under and this old spell won't last its time for tonight everything's chance to be alright I could spare you the thoughts in my mind cause we've got more time you're the one by my side Ooh. <laughs> oh that was so pretty oh thank you <laughs> what a 